Hey, what's up, La Familia? You crazy football loving nutters. This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating in listening to the Inter Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex. Two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. To the left, Pellegrini, inside, Pizarro Golasso, Pizarro Golasso. Here's the goal scorer, Morgan. You know, but I had the chance and I took it to see Tom Petty like a year and a half before he, he unfortunately passed away. And oddly enough, saw um, oh, I'm Stevie Nicks like a week before he passed away, bro. And I keep thinking of those two concerts because of this absolute free fall that Inter Miami is in losing <laughs> game after game back on a losing streak and not letting up and it's not going to get any easier i don't know why but that memory just keeps popping up in my head yeah i mean i i can kind of understand why it seems like we're we're, we're free falling and uh there's no end in sight really um you know this is one of those games i was hoping we would get back to normalcy but unfortunately we got back to the wrong normalcy at this point do we have a uh, normalcy turn around quick <laughs> do we actually yes. have like a uh, like a do we have a reference point like i guess or that six game yes. streak would be our, our reference point no unfortunately my normal c is how we started the season out <laughs> yeah, we're just kind of like eh, we're here but we're not really here so yeah that, that would be my sense of normalcy for the we say it all the time but welcome to the house of pain but welcome everyone to the inner miami podcast uh, Jay Kington here, uh, joined by Mr. Than Harrington. Uh, seems all of us are traveling quite a bit this month, so it's been very hard to coordinate. Coming with a little bit of a awkward drop. We never do like to drop episodes on game day, but you know what? What the hell? Why not? Let's give it a go. Give something uh, short, sweet, so everyone can listen to it as they get ready for tomorrow's game. But getting back to it, man... And you know, like we didn't play that bad. Like I was actually, I was pleased with with many aspects of this game. Uh, we're talking about the the loss to the Portland Timbers, the the one zero loss. But um, it's never tough. I mean, it's never easy taking these losses. And you know, like the Atlanta game, just giving up that penalty. You know, these are so close. Like we have so many games where we're so close to either getting a draw or potentially winning. And, you know, it's just one of those situations where uh, we're, we fell short. And now it's crunch time, man. We only got seven games left to play, and we are eight points out of the playoff line. So it is literally now or never to start getting some dubs with the hopes of getting into the playoffs. Yeah, and that's kind of getting, you know, like you said, the crunch time. Unfortunately, I mean, you know as much as I do, it's, it's starting to look a little grim. Uh, unfortunately, injury bugs are starting to take a hit. Our scoring isn't there. Our midfield's starting to fade out. 
Uh, I hate to say that we're packing it in, but with the teams we have coming up, man, it's just not looking good whatsoever. It's tough. And somebody Um, shared in the Facebook group. And you said they look great playing against Portland. But someone, did you see the the video someone shared in the Facebook group? And it was a compilation of goals we scored last year. And their whole thing was why, like, why can we not be this creative this year? I don't know if you saw that, but I I watched it all. and, And they made a very, very valid point. Like we were cheeky in our moments last year, but this has just seemed like. Well, I would have to say that the creativity is pass up deep from the center back spot or pass from the midfield to Lewis and hope to God Lewis can do something. That's literally all we did. It's like we had this beautiful 24 pack of Crayola. Someone walked along and gave us a red crayon and a green crayon and took everything else and said, (laughs) you can't do anything else. Don't try it. Draw, draw some That's Christmas pictures. Well, like the first 30 seconds, I was like, yo, like that little cheeky Robbie backhill to Lewis to, to get a, a cross off. And, um, you know, I, again, like it wasn't that bad of a performance, but given recent events, it just, it just feels like, feels like an absolute dagger, uh, in our chest at, the, at the moment and uh, you know we hate seeing losses especially in must-win situations but one thing that i was extremely happy with is our, our back line was back this is probably the first time in three games we've had uh mccoon fagal and lgp all back together due to yellow card accumulation and i thought that they they, they were holding it down i mean I, I, we played a very uh, strong defensive game. We were just talking about it before we jumped on the podcast, the ridiculous stats of the the goal score in this game. I mean, it's, it's truly just remarkable what this individual can come on and do. It's It doesn't make sense, but hey, they've got that weapon now. And unfortunately, we're going to be dealing with some injury concerns. We're going to cover this a little bit later, but yeah, I mean, you know, we're going into must-win situations and we're going to have to string together uh, a back line, it seems. Yet again, we're not going to have all three starters. No, I mean, bring out the paper clips, the glue, the rubber bands, the bubble gum, something. We're going to have to get something back there to help prevent these goals, man. Uh, you know, hopefully Phil can get this right. You know, we, we got an exciting player coming in on one of the emergency, uh, you know, hardship loans per se so we'll, don't spoil uh, we'll see. it time will tell right don't spoil it yet i'm not I'm we're not. gonna we're gonna get there um but you know one of the things that pains me is, is again and we mentioned it with that video of the compilation of goals from last year why is it so hard to be more creative why is it so hard to to get open and and make runs for whoever has the ball and then get your shots off in in play that tiki taka play the quick passes know where your teammates are it seems like it seems like our players have no idea where any of the other players are on the on the pitch and then you see some of these teams play where they can make almost blind passes like over their head to their team it, it's just insane i don't understand who do we have to sign or what do we need to implement to get some more creativity out of our players is it the fact we're playing several players out of position? Is it the fact we have one of our best players, if not arguably the best? I mean, he was MVP last year, Lewis Morgan playing as a right wing back. Is it the fact we changed up our formation and we keep trying to do these tactical changes and get away from the 3-4-3 that worked and then we went to a 3-4-1-2? I'm not honestly sure what it is, but man, it's like, it seems that every tweak we make, every attempt we make to change it, it just doesn't work out. 
No, and unfortunately, I mean, it's a lot of hero ball right now. Somebody is trying to go and make something happen, throwing themselves out of position, not trying to find the flow, not trying to find the buildup, not trying to find, you know, you said the ticky-tocka passing, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, maybe I should probably get back on defense. And everybody's getting frustrated. I mean, you know, I was texting you, thank God, throw my hands up in the air, Gonzalo's back. You know how much I love that. Looks like he's mm-hmm. singling for a field goal every 30 seconds out in the pit. Yep. Uh, but it's, I mean, I don't know. I, I, Like I said, I think right now that's too many players trying to do the individual thing to spark the creativity, but it's not coming around for them like it should be. I agree with you. It, it seems like this team kind of ebbs and flows from that just individual individualism, whatever that word may be, or maybe a few stars, you know, trying to do it all on their own. And then, then we'll, we'll, we'll bring it back and play like a team and, and put together some beautiful, you know, attacks and, and, and beautiful passes and, and really get it going. And then the next game, man, it's like, we're just right back to, to where we were. It's like, just when you think you're progressing, you just get pulled back and it's, it's, very, very annoying, but I know you already have the stats up, so we will pass off Jay's game time stats to Mr. Than Harrington today. So hit us with the stats that stick out the most to you. Well, first off, I'm honored. I'm so glad I get to host Jay's game time stats. I know this is like your pride and joy. I, I definitely am, I'm, I'm proud of this moment. I'm going to put this on my shelf next to my participation trophy. I mean, this is information right, you cannot so get on any other podcast. And, uh, <laughs> So yeah, the big the big stat that stuck out to me is gotta be from uh Yaroslav Nizgoda from Portland. The dude is a goal scoring machine. He was on the pitch for twenty-two seconds and scored a goal. And I wanna revert back to what you were talking about about finding the like the passes in open play. Blanco hit a hell of a ball to hit him on the run. It was just, it was gorgeous. I, I found myself clapping in my seat because it was such a beautiful football play. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even my team. I was just like, all right, that was that was phenomenal. Um, but the big stat would be for uh, Nizgoda, nine career goals on 14 shot attempts with 11 of those on target. Yeah. That would be the outright stat. That, that's, I don't put that up against... Any that's got to be best in the world. I'm trying. I don't. I've never heard a, a stat line that uh, that ridiculous. And you know, to your point, like I'm low key. I'm I low key like the like like the Timbers, and I really like Blanco. I think he's. Uh, I mean, he's he's well known in the league, but I really think he's underrated in terms of you know the being considered one of the best players in the league. Like I feel like he's right on that cusp, but I really feel like he should be in there. When he's healthy, this team is very very good. Well, and that's the thing. He wasn't 100% healthy. There was a possible injury from the game prior, and then he ends up coming out and says, I got this with one leg. I can do this. You know, he puts in a hell of a ball, and, you know, that was it. Um, The thing that I would like to also point out would be that we actually dominated, or we shouldn't dominate. We actually held our own in the possession battle. Mm -hmm. We actually had 51% of the possession. Um we actually, and I know by some grace of God, we only had nine fouls compared to their 10. Um, we put in 13 shots. It just wasn't our day. That's all I can say. It just wasn't our day. We missed some sitters. We missed some good ones. So, And, I mean, to be fair, that's all I can say. we had more shots on goal than they did. 
right? Five to three. And like passing was, was it, this was kind of a 50 50 game, honestly. And I know there were a lot of fans that were pissed off about Carranza's header being called back and, and ruled a no goal because of the little push off. It's the same thing. I think a lot of Americans experience uh, with their fantasy football teams. You know, they see those like offensive pass interferences where, you know, they, they create separation with their arms, but it's not like a true like push off, like throw them to the ground. The defender went to the ground. I mean, the, you know, it, this was very marginal. The, the, the issue here was that the, the ref called it. He already called it back. So he, if they were to, you know, while reviewing it, it had to be something clear and obvious. And there, there just wasn't anything really clear and obvious in there to overturn the, the, the original ruling on the field. But this game very well could have ended in a draw. And we need every win we can get we need those three points but we would have very well been happy with just the one point but you know here we are again seven games left eight points out do the math keep in mind we're playing most likely the supporter shield winners in the revs and probably most likely mls cup champions in the revs because no one seems to be able to slow them down that's our final game and that's going to be a very, very tough one to win. So let's just draw this back to six games to go, and we're eight points out. That means we need to win about every single game, and we need our opposition to lose some games or draw some games. Otherwise, there's no there's no possibility. I mean, I, I, I don't know what the actual statistic is here, but I would put us at like a 6% chance to make the playoffs, like if that, you know, just given – the games we've dropped after hitting our, our form. And, and that's kind of, that kind of is what hurts the most. I think to a lot of, you know, La Familia is that they streaked with that, you know, after that, that six game losing streak, they streaked up with a, a solid two months of performances. And we had our unbeaten streak and everything and everyone got their hopes up, but typical South Florida, Miami team, man, they will get your hopes up and then they'll rip your heart out. And that's kind of, uh, what we're we're experiencing right now, but I know this is your boy, so let's get out of here. Let let's let's let's. Do you have anything else you want to add? Okay, before we leave the bad I the bad news do room, want to add one thing. I just took a look at what our chances are of making the playoffs, and they're a lot lower than your nine percent. Well, I said point. six. I said we, six. And my my second okay, guess was four. We, Am I still over? Okay. Yes. Wow. We are at, and I quote, 1.4% chance of making the playoffs as of right now. Wow. What did, what did they yep. give Leicester city in 2015 when there were 5,000 to one odds to win the, the, the premier league? That's where we are. Well, they had, they had a Jamie Vardy. We, they we, had we a Jamie. <laughs> I hope, I hope if we're going to take anyone on, I want Jamie Vardy. I feel like he would be bout it, bout it in the MLS. I, I would really uh, love that. But tough, tough loss regardless. It's looking more and more grim. What was it? One point what percent? 1.4. 1. 1.4. 1. That's, that's where we're at. So you're However, telling me there's a chance. Has, well, you want to talk about there being a chance. <laughs> Dallas has a 0.1%. So at least we're better than somebody. <laughs> hey, oh, and they have a Ricardo Pepe. So hey, we'll take that. Yeah. We'll take that. Yeah. My cheeks are literally hurting from smiling right now. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we mentioned it earlier on. 
great to see the back line back together. <laughs> Probably not going to see them for this following game because we have multiple injuries we're dealing with. As many probably recall, Fagal was, uh, you know, subbed off for Leardham after picking up an injury. That is a right calf strain. No real update or timetable. He has not been ruled out of uh, the game on Saturday. We also are dealing with Gibbs, who we just got back from an injury, dealing with a left hamstring strain. Our captain, our soul, Gregory, is dealing with a head issue, most likely concussion or something like that. Took a pretty uh, hard hit on the head during the game. And then Victor Yoya is still dealing with a right quad injury, which actually occurred in the during the Toronto game. So looks like he might still be out as well. But we do have a new signing, some good news. We've only been waiting three quarters of the season for this to happen. But our boy, your boy, my boy, Alex's boy, the one we've been dying to see, Mr. Ami Mabika, has finally signed with the first team. Now, what are your expectations? If, I'm, if let's say two out of four of these players between Fagal, Gibbs, Gregory, and Uyoya cannot play, how, do you think Mabika gets a start? Do you think he gets subbed on? I know they've been trying to get him all the minutes he can in the USL. So my concern with Mabika is not necessarily his ability to play. Obviously, he's tall as hell, but it's his build. I, I, he, he might get pushed around. Uh, I'm concerned that he'll get into a scrum in the box and he'll end up on the floor just because, yes, he is a big dude, but he's not necessarily, at least in my mind, a strong dude. He's 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 USL strength ready. MLS is going to take him a little bit to get up to speed. With all that being said, I can see him coming off the bench. I don't think they'll throw him into a starting role that quickly. I could be wrong because it's pretty much batting down the hatches. Everybody get to their battle stations. Like we got to go. But yeah, I would have to say off the bench at this point. I'm not against it. Uh, As a, uh, you know, tall and slender dude myself, I take a little bit of offense to what you said. We're we're a little bit stronger than we get credit for, but it's hard not stop flexing at me. You're an absolute mountain of a man. But how, how great, I mean, we obviously aren't great at set pieces. I, I don't know if we've scored from a corner this entire year. Um, but how great would it be to see Breck Shea and Amabika in the box receiving headers from hopefully someone that can deliver an accurate uh, corner or cross into the box. But if you had both those dudes, like I think he literally could be the Petter Crouch of the, of the MLS. The dude is 6'4". He's quicker than you think, too. I mean, he's not like, he's not, obviously he's not, you know, an attacker like Crouch, but I could see this dude easily. He might not even have to jump. He could probably just go up on his tippy toes to, to glance balls in. Listen, if he does that, and you can hold me to this, if he does that, I will buy a Mubika jersey if he puts one in before the end of the season. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to remember that. I am. I, that's. Yeah, I think there's a chance for it. I really do. I don't know who's been able to jump high enough to to get over him. He is when he's that behind us, dude. I was like, yo, he like you 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 hear he's big, but like you see him in person, and holy crap, that dude is huge. Um, but moving on, did you question? Did you sign up for the La Familia Wendy's FIFA tournament? 
No, I did not. I did not want to put everybody else out. <sighs> um, you know, I was in the race to be inner miami's mls uh emls signing mm. and i bowed out just mm. based other you know time constraints mm. um but no jokes aside i honestly did not uh, i wasn't sure which console i was going to get it on this year and i know i broke your heart uh but i went back home with playstation Sorry. that's right i signed i signed up i signed up so i will hold it down for the miami podcast and embarrass us all but let's keep it moving forward so Oh man, big game coming up on Saturday, six o'clock, baby. Wendy's watch party, which I was honestly very um, confused about. Honestly, like I came back from the the wedding and I, I was out of touch with reality for a good four days. And I saw you guys chatting. I was like, did, "What did I miss? Like, what? What's? Why are people going to Wendy's to watch Inner Miami?" And then that's what like, everyone updated me on, on what had happened. So whatever, guess you can't go get your junior bacon cheeseburger, watch the game, but Hey, guess what? There's plenty of places to still turn up in South Florida all over the place. You know, go to Fox and Hounds, go to, go to Fritz and friends, go to the Facebook group, see where people are going. We're going to have a good time regardless, but we do play what is kind of, you know, I know like Atlanta is supposed to be our rival. I know Orlando's our rival, but for some reason, I'm really starting to dislike the Red Bulls. I don't know if it's because they've they've just mauled us several times or a couple times in the past with 4-0 in our first game, 4-1 in that most recent game. To be fair, we were coming off a pretty gnarly uh, four-game span in 11 days. Uh, the one shimmering moment we do have in this quote-unquote rivalry or series, to be, I guess, more correct, would be uh, the 2-1 win. Uh, over them. So no draws in this or anything like that. But uh, this is a team that seems to be giving us trouble. And we have them again. And good news is we're going to be rested, at least have a day of rest. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, this is the game that uh, Gonzalo nailed the free kick when we got the win over him, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, strong, strong. I don't want to play that one. No, that's not it. Oh no, never mind. That's uh Yeah, that is that is that one. Okay, very good. Um, so tough game, obviously. We have to win. Last result was pretty bad. But to be fair, they beat us 4-0 before, and we're going up to Red Bull Stadium. This was the game that was postponed due to a weather delay that was kind of what we loved because we had two games in hand this is going to officially catch us up on the schedule so we will be in line with everyone else we need to get a result here phil neville said he has been basically hyping the team up to view this as a cup final and basically every game from here on out as a cup final what do you see like what are going to be the biggest challenges we're going to have to deal with with this team that seems to always give us some trouble well i mean it's going to kind of be like little brother coming into your house I mean, let's be honest like you already said they've owned us and i honestly would say that the best thing to happen in this uh rivalry or series of games was that weather delay to be honest with you because <laughs> i did not feel comfortable and when i saw the rain and storms coming through my way i was like mm, all right we might have a chance to uh, not play this game and get a little bit of a rest. Now I'm kind of wishing we would have played it then. 
Um, but you know, not to keep beating a dead horse, but I think the big thing we need to watch out for is the fact that we're going to have uh, a jigsaw puzzle of a back line going. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I could come back and say if Mabika does get the start, I think they will do everything in their power to go after him and you know expose a quote unquote weak weak link. Um, and then you know we just need to get the engine room going if. Gregory is out. My confidence in us getting points and a result from this game is going to be a lot uh, less. Uh, um, I mean, I, I don't know what you're seeing or what you're thinking with that, but Gregory, when, when he's out in the field, he is, I've said it before that like mad pit bull, like he's mm-hmm. just all over everybody mm-hmm. getting in your face. Like he, he knocks you over. He's standing over you walking over you like AI over Ty Lue, you know, it just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Next. You know, it's 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 going to be a tough game. They're two points ahead of us. Um, they you know, completely destroyed, absolutely destroyed us in front of uh, some work friends I was with, which is, uh, you know, can be embarrassing at times. They are a high-pressing team. And if we can't get settled in this game and we're flustered, if we're staying static around whoever has the ball, if we're not making runs to open up or, or running over to try and be an outlet, they can smother you. So it's very important that we come out, get established, get settled, get comfortable. This is going to be a game. If like, if we if to win this game, I think we're gonna have to have a hundred to 200 more passes than they, and that stat is only relevant because like keeping possession, staying calm, going with the easy passes, wear them out, find your openings, and then get on and get going when you do get your openings. But they're they're not a you know an, an easy team. That I don't even know who that dude with the, I can't remember his name with the blonde hair that was running around like a madman. But Kamala uh, is their their leader. Also Gomez Neto uh, right behind him. So Kamala seven, Gomez Neto five, uh, Caceres Junior four. So. And even Clark for Caden Clark. I don't like, has he even been playing? Did he play last game? I don't even remember. That dude's also another young American stud. This team has people that will put up goals on you, which, you know, if you watch Inter Miami games, we kind of only have like three people that will score goals on you. Yeah. The, the other thing that's going to be going against us is Red Bull loves playing at home and loves playing well at home. Their home records five, five, and three. Uh, their away records four, two, and eight. So it's very clear that they are comfortable in their own environment. And I mean, as everybody should be, take the hint, Inter Miami, just saying. Uh, you know, so like, I, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, we're walking into a fortress with a slingshot and they're coming at us fully loaded. We'll see. That's all I can say. We'll see at this point. Well, I feel like that's the, all you can say about, you know, Inter Miami. It's very hard to predict games with Inter Miami. You never know if we're going to come out and really control the game or if we're going to be, you know, get scored on and you know shoulders drop and the whole game's lost after that they've played 27 games as most as have most teams so they got nine wins seven draws 11 losses 33.3 percent games won that means they win a third of their games what we do have you know if we're going to keep it you know probability wise or statistically wise in our only three games we've played, we're kind of alternating. So we do we do have that going for us, which actually really means nothing at all 
other than a pattern. But, you know, hey, we got to look for for positivity again. This is going to be like a cup final. We are, this is all desperation here. If we lose this, then it's it's basically done for at that point if we go out and lose this game. After Red Bulls, we're going to play Columbus, which, you know, we won, but still Columbus, still Darlington Nagby, still Giassi Zardes, still Zellerayon, still a stud team, still won the MLS Cup last year. And After, to be fair, we only beat them by a sloppy chip from yes. Yeah, well, a sloppy back pass from what was it the the their like left left back I, I believe that yeah, so you know eh, kind of take that one as try. But after that, we get Toronto and then Cincinnati, which are obviously very winnable games. I don't want to jinx us, and then we finish up. This is tough, man. Finish up with Atlanta, who honestly we should have at least drew. You know, we gave up that penalty. Then we go to NYCFC, or we don't go there. They come here. So we're going up to Atlanta. Then NYCFC is coming down here, but we know how that went last time, and they're a very good team. And then, of course, we finish up in Boston with all the wicked smart people taking on the New England Revs in our final game of the season. I'll tell you what, if we can somehow have decision day relying on us beating the New England Revolutions, that's going to be a pretty bad situation. But if for some reason we can execute on that, that would make for an epic story in this very short history of Inter-Miami, of this club, of this organization. If Decision Day comes down to the Revs game, I will be there. I yeah? promise you right. I will be there because it is going to be wild. I've always wanted to go up to see the house that Tom built, even though I can stand the <laughs> Patriots. Um, but, you know, it's going to be wild. It's going to be an atmosphere you don't want to miss. And, you know, it's starting to get um, the same feeling like we talked about a while ago when we were talking about the new uh, cup situation for all the different levels here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, it's starting to gain that feeling like decision day is a big day. People look forward to it. People are getting wild. So if I can be there, uh, I might try to talk to uh, your significant other and see if you can be there. And I can't. we'll have a good time. I've already hyped it up with, uh, you know, I, I spoke with, um, you know, some leadership of Vice City, and we were we we're gonna we we're gonna hype up this this day, and uh, this was at Miss Q's after uh, after a game, so we were obviously feeling really really good, really really great. I definitely committed to that, and then I came home only to realize what day the game is, and it's the day after Chloe's birthday, so I doubt she wants to. Uh, you know, watching her my her birthday weekend or anything like that because she's kind of consumed with it. But I'm still working on it. I'm still trying to convince her, you know, hey, trip up to Boston. We'll see what happens. But uh, it'll be it'll be fun regardless, man. If we can get to that, it'd be amazing. Decision day last year was something special with that Mikey Ambrose deep ball and the hurricane rain moving sideways. These are these are good times. I mean, it really is because. You win that game, you're checking your phone, you're checking the board for the other scores. You know, like we had to have like two out of three teams do something particular to do it, and, and it happened. But we'll see, man. Here we are. There's there's nothing else to say. There's really nothing else to speculate. It is do or die, and we're going to know literally probably after this game if we if we 
are less than 1.4% or if we somehow creeped up to maybe 4.2%. But we'll know one way or the other. Anything else you want to say, buddy? No. I mean, like you said, do or die. Got to get it done. Um, there's not much else you really can say. They don't have any other options. It's, it's do or do not. There is no try. Yeah, I got hit you with a little bit of Yoda on that. Um, we just we, we got to do it. I'll take it. I'll take the Yoda all day. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. This was the Intermommy Podcast. I'm Jay Kington, joined along with Mr. Than Harrington. Uh, yeah, man, here we are. This is it. This is what it's all about. Do or die. Game time. If you don't already, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Intermommy Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at InterMIA Podcast. Go ahead, subscribe to Pink Smoke. Or, you know, if, if you're not in Pink Smoke and you're not in the Discord, you're seriously missing out. The Discord is so great. Probably like, oh no. Uh, like every single day, oh, every single hour, we're talking about something in Miami or other world soccer related. But uh, check us out. As always, leave every episode. Vamos, Miami. Vamos, Miami. <laughs> <laughs>